Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wow. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. We made it to the end of the week, Friday, August 11th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. 96.1 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. It's the normal crew here this morning. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and the world's best radio producer, Justin Kalen. Nick Roush, how you doing on this Friday morning? Doing all right. Just watching LSU line up for a 38-yard field goal, and it's good. Second overtime. I uh, was a little pooped from a drive to Ohio yesterday, so... Went to bed early. Woke up early this morning to finish the game. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in the final overtime and a half. So uh, excited for today's show, though. Very excited. So one person didn't do their homework. Uh, Scoots, did you? Uh, oh, 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 oh. Uh, it's, yeah, it'll be was Just finish the freaking game before we came on radio. No, 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 no. no. We need when you turn in your homework. No, you didn't do it. You didn't do it. You turn in your homework at 8.05. Wake up a little. Wake up a little earlier next time. I, I, I woke up at five fifty-three. All right, that's early enough. I'm going to have. You never did your homework in class before you turned it in. This is this is class has started. I'm asking for homework. No, 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 no. You, Yeah, I never did that. I, worked, I, was, I was a good student. Yeah, exactly. You never. You don't know how to work on a deadline. That's why the JOUs don't recognize you. Mister Valedictorian, not turning in his work. Did Scooch watch the game? I would, I would have thought Rash definitely would have had it all knocked out. Scooch, I was a little worried about you, though. Scoots watched majority of the oh game. I, what's, I, the point of even do, what's the point of even doing no, this, So I did the whole, like, skipped through commercials, and I skipped through the halftime. Like, I, I was all pumped to watch this thing, but I could not sit there for four and a half hours, TJ, especially with the quality of the TV. And I know it was only 16 years ago, 2007, but holy crap, that quality is not great so i just i couldn't i could not watch the whole four and a half hour broadcast so i did watch the first i guess i don't know three four commercial breaks just for that nostalgia and getting those commercials just 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 to see what was running basically and then from that point forward i skipped the commercial breaks i didn't do the whole halftime thing so i did majority of my homework Uh, i i admittedly uh 
Yeah, but everybody, third started quarter. To, everybody started to skip commercials okay. at a certain point. All right, Unless yeah, there was I, okay. Like one that I didn't recognize I, when I was fast forwarding it. But yes, there early on I watched most of the commercial breaks. That's not a that's we're talking the game though. I mean, we may get yeah, a little bit yeah. of the commercials, but we're talking the game. And excuse me, I'm not totally convinced you watched the entire game. I mean, there were admittedly plays and maybe long stretches of time that I skipped, but I I, I know what happened at the end. I, I watched the overtime periods. I watched basically all of the fourth quarter. So I, I know exactly what's going on. Don't don't you worry. I've got some takes. All right. I'm glad you got some takes. I, I think the move, though, um, was to go to the high def because they have a high def SEC network takeover copy, TJ, that's only an hour and a half. And it, they don't do any of the skipping in the fourth quarter in the overtimes. Like the, oh, due to time, we're going to fast forward through these parts. They, they quit doing that. So, uh, and, and it's just nice to see a little bit of HDTV. Um, we'll, we'll talk about more of it later, but loved HDTV ads. And love just getting up to scratch our football itch. Um, we, can, we can do our full breakdown in hour number two um, because we've got regular Kentucky football to talk about. Um, there was some there was some sports news happening yesterday, TJ. Um, as long as lots of jokes made at JCPS's expense, so it wasn't a completely busted uh, summer news day. Yeah, that's. Uh, I look forward to hearing you both talk about it. I try to do plan a show, try to get things nice and tidy for you all, and get everything ready. We try to get something in the works weeks in advance, and neither one of you do what you're supposed to do. So I'll sit back. You two just take the reins. I'll make some fart jokes here or there. All right, if that's what you want to do, TJ, I know you're kind of being a smart aleck, but like we're, we we did it. I don't I don't know. Like you you think we can't talk about a football game that we watched on TV? Just here I am at midnight finishing up watching this game because we're supposed to do it, and turns out turns out I could have just could have just winged it. Sounds like you procrastinated too, pal. Well, uh, ra- uh, scoots. I'm married. I don't always get to call. My, I don't get to always call my own shots. It was a bit, it was a big Thursday night TV night at the Walker House, and sometimes you got to let the wife. Uh, you got to watch shows with the wife. But once those shows were over, I fired that bad boy back up. I also only had about. I think I only really had the overtimes left uh, when I fired up the TV. Very late night for for me. In uh, the overtime, probably the quickest part of the entire broadcast, yeah. the entire game. It, it kind of starts moving quickly once it gets to overtime. <laughs> um, but the rest of the game, you know, there were some slow, slow moments in college football. It can take, it can take a long time. But no, I'm only kidding. It was, it was fun to rewatch it. I'm sure, like the day after or something on my DVR back at my parents' house, I probably rewatched it. But definitely the first time I've rewatched it since I think the year 2007. Um, the four-hour broadcast with the commercials. I've got a trivia question for the Kentucky Roll Call listeners out there. Ooh. We'll ask that a little bit later, see if any of you all did your homework or not, uh, and we'll give out a, a koozie for for those who who can get the question right. We do want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line. It's the best way to start your day, whether you you stayed up late, you got a great night's sleep, all the same, Thornton's going to have something good for you to get your Friday, get your weekend started off on the right foot. 89 cents. You're going to get 32-ounce drinks. And if you're a Refreshing Rewards member, you will save money each and every time you are at the pump. Thornton's, they're everywhere, all over Louisville. There's a reason for that. There's a reason they sponsor Big Exports Radio. It's because they're great. We like them. Go support them. Thornton's, 
and the Thornton Sex Lot, 502-414-1450. It's Friday. Treat yourself. In all seriousness, what Roush said is true. We do have plenty to get to. We're going to get the LSU-UK talk a little bit later. But if you've got any fun memories from that, from that Saturday, perfect, perfect weather day back in 2007, just the perfect fall Saturday. Where where were you? Were you at the game? Were you watching at a bar? What was your reaction after the the, the Caps got the win? Send those memories over to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, and we'll get to those a little bit later. I don't want to dive right into the the business aspect of this. Uh, Despite people having other plans and other stuff going on, which is totally understandable. What is uh, What was your all's Thursdays like? Scoots, there's no way you can, you can top the yesterday's story to start the show. Did you get in anything fun? <laughs> did uh, you go back to the boat? No, I did Redemption. not. Although I did debate it because uh, John Spears went out there yesterday. So I was, I was texting him asking if he left me any luck there. I told him I left him some luck. So... Hopefully he went out and won big yesterday. But no, I I didn't. I had to go to work. I don't really know why I get to work. Oh my, yeah, I had a crazy Thursday. So <laughs> I um I get to work and I know that I don't have much to do at work yesterday. So I was kind of debating like why am I even going in? Well, I pull in the parking lot. And there is a Jefferson County police officer parked like right by where I typically park with his lights on. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. So I pull into my parking spot and I uh, get all my stuff out of my car ready for work. And I step out of my car and the cop pulls off. And I'm like, okay, well, that's really weird. Wonder, Wonder what's going on. And I walk in the front door and... My manager, our director of sales, and our front desk girl were all just standing there at the door. And so I walk in, and I'm like, what's what's going on here, y'all? Or what, what was that all about? Got robbed at gunpoint yesterday. At what? A freaking, who goes to a hotel and robs them at gunpoint? What? It, who? Where's the cash to rob? Like exactly, what? old buddy got away with two hundred and forty nine dollars. Like great I'm day shocked. for you, great robbery, pal. I'm shocked there was even that much there. Yeah, well, we keep about three hundred in our drawer, but every hotel's different. I mean, I've worked for hotels where we keep a hundred. I've worked for hotels where we keep one hundred and fifty, two hundred. So it's not always that much, but yeah, he got away with two hundred forty nine dollars. Our front desk agent ran. As far as she could, she just like ran out the front door and and ran probably three quarters of a mile because she was so scared about the whole situation. So somebody had to go pick her up. But yeah, so when I walk in the door, everybody's like freaking out. They look like ghosts. Like how could this happen? So yeah, cra- crazy day. That is the, it. Just never stops with scoots. It never <laughs> ends with Scooter Dingus and the stories. He lives the most interesting life. I've got questions. I'm sure Roush probably does as well. So if you had just been there a little bit earlier, you could have gotten robbed at gunpoint. Yeah, I I got there. I guess it was a little after 1.30, and this went down, I want to say, quarter to one, about 12.45-ish. So, yeah, I barely missed it. And I would have been been right with her. I'd have been sprinting right beside her. I promise. Well, the idea that she ran, how far did she run? Three-quarters of a mile. Just imagine you seeing this person running down the street, very tired. Are you okay? Yeah, it got robbed nearly a mile back. Uh, <laughs> just trying to get away from the scene. Uh, that what do you think? How would you have handled it, Scoots? That's a question that like you see these videos, you see viral videos. 
you, you see the, the the boat video, obviously, that we talked about earlier in the week. You always wonder how you, if you were in a situation like that, ideally you wouldn't have been, but if you're in a situation like that, what do you do and how you handle it? Scooch, if you're there 45 minutes earlier, what do you what, – what are you doing? Are you fighting? I, no, I mean, I'm probably right behind the front desk girl. I mean, I, you all have probably picked up on this over the years, but I am the furthest thing from wanting to deal with confrontation. Confrontation makes me uncomfortable. I do not gossip because it makes me uncomfortable when people are mad at each other. So, yeah, I don't. I, I think I would have ran. I mean, I, I'm not a big guy. There's nothing I would have done to stop old buddy. But apparently he, like, came in at first and was, like, asking about rates and all that and and blah, blah, blah. So, like, a normal person. I mean, we get that. That happens all the time. But then I guess he went back out to his car and he came back in wearing a mask. And that's when oh, that's when the front desk girl was like, okay, what's going on here? And so, so she – The guy, he, he – he puts on a mask after showing his face. What's yeah. the point of the mask? Oh my point? gosh. Yeah, what an idiot. So when I <laughs> when I walk into the back office to clock in, there's like six officers back there just looking at our security footage. And fortunately for us, our camera quality is a lot better than the 2007 Kentucky LSU game. And they were able to get a clear picture of his face and all that. So yeah, just, just a wild day. Well, hopefully, hopefully they find him. Oh, I'm sure they did. Sure. I, I didn't. I didn't realize though that Scoots is all flight and no fight. Yeah, no fight, no fight at all. You would have thought Pekin would have raised you now, a little rougher. Now, if if I have something to fight for, like I don't know, if I had kids like you all or a wife to defend or something, maybe that my mindset's different. But I don't care about that place. I I have yeah, nothing to yeah. fight for when I'm there. So I'm not losing my life over a job. Is what that what it would have boiled down to. Do you have a? Is there a panic button? There is no, there is not. But apparently, the guy that was doing the robin, he was freaking, he was freaking out because our manager was up there at this point. He was like, "Don't you hit the button? Don't you hit the button?" My manager kept telling him, "Like, dude, there's no button here. I don't, I don't have anything to push." (laughs) So yeah, crazy day at the old hotel. Knowing how dumb I am, I feel like if I ever got robbed, I, I think. You know, it's percentages, like what you do, and obviously each situation's different, and you, you'd handle things differently, and it's not something you can prepare for or really even think about. But I, but I do think that there's a part of me that, like, I'd be like, "All right, I'm not giving you money, so I guess you're just gonna have to kill me." Like the, I, I, or like not so much doing that, like in like a brave, grandiose gesture, but like just stalling, basically being like, "Oh." You know, like I plain dumb, like I, I don't have access to the register. I can't open it here. Let me go check this one. Let's see if I can go get this one. Because like odds are for a hotel robbery, I doubt that dude was trying to murder people. You right. Know? Exactly. Like, that being said, do you really want to roll the dice and be like, yes, that sports radio host got shot and killed trying to protect three dollars in his wallet. He should have just handed it over. Like, it would be an embarrassing way to go, but I just think odds are people aren't looking to murder people for a few bucks. You're calling their bluff. Well, I think yes. I think he really probably thought that we had more than that. So, I, at the end of the day, I think he was pretty disappointed, but apparently our front desk girl handed him, like, all the cash, and then, so, after all this was done, I opened the cash drawer when I get there, and there's... 
There's like three rolls of quarters, and in the quarter slot, there's probably another, I don't know, 12 bucks or so. And I just look at her. I'm like, he didn't he didn't want these rolls of quarters. And she goes, oh, no, I offered him. But he said he was very particular about his money. <laughs> I, I just, so if we're, so it's clear that this guy was scared. Um, he was a little, you know, what's the matter, Colonel Sanders, chicken? Um, he, he. He did not want to be doing some robbing, but he, but he needed some money, and he couldn't rob. He was too scared to rob a bank. So if you can't rob a bank, what is the next? What's the best place to rob? Gas because station. It's, not a, it's it's definitely not a hotel. Gas station would be the next best. I feel like gas stations are too hot. Like they're expecting to be robbed. A well, and and they're they're, they're, they're prepped a, and trained for that stuff. Well, and they're a similar situation in terms of how much money they keep in the register. Like they don't have a whole lot of money in their registers either. Unless you've yeah, got the manager there that can get in the safe, but odds are nobody's going to fess up and claim that they're the manager that can, can get in the safe. So, Well, and it'll probably be more money than a hotel, but that's what, like, what is it, $500? Yeah. And, and the other yeah, thing, too, not... you're right. There's a good chance that those people are packing heat, you know? Like, yeah, they're prepared for this situation. I think a kid's lemonade stand could be an easy getaway. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Scoots, I'm glad you're all right. I'm glad everybody was all right. Again, I say like people aren't looking normally to murder people, but then again, you you know, if you're willing to rob a hotel in broad daylight, who knows? Yeah, it it was just wild. Not anything I was expecting when I rolled up and saw the cop car. Admittedly, we have an employee who will go take smoke breaks out in his car. And when I first pulled up, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, they busted him smoking in his car or something. And, yeah, I walked in and couldn't have been any more wrong than I was. Well, there's nothing illegal about smoking a cigarette in your car. Uh, it, was a, it was a left-handed one. What? Wow. <laughs> Making illegal bets? <laughs> Say it ain't so. Uh, all right, well, no, in all seriousness, glad everybody was all right. Hopefully they, they find the joker that did that. And, uh, yeah, I bet that. That made that made the workday probably a little bit more interesting. Yeah, everybody everybody was on edge when I got there. Even the sure. housekeepers who weren't even down at the desk, like they were even on edge. Yeah, uh, under understandably so. Roush, did your company get robbed? Uh, did you go to the casino? What, come on, we need a crazy no, story, buddy. I, I don't have the craziest, but I did. Um, there's a pretty famous dirt track that is about five miles from Brooke's house. I mean, it's on the same road that she lives on. Eldorado? Uh, we were racing last night. Uh, El, El, uh, Eldora. Eldora, yeah, there night. you go. Yeah. Um, didn't know that was happening, so uh, we showed up, and you know, my brother-in-law's got the World League World Series on. He's like, oh, yeah, look what's on. And, uh, yeah, they were, they were racing last night. You could hear the cars uh, outside. Um, I don't know who ended up winning. I was too tired to stay up for all that, but that would have been cool to know, because hell, I I've always wanted to go to that, um, but haven't. Uh, so I, you know, maybe that'll happen once a year. But we also got the pleasant surprise too that uh, it's uh, their big alumni weekend. So a lot of Brooks friends will be in town on Saturday. So we didn't know any of this was happening. Uh, we, Brooke just was like, "Oh, snow days. Well, we were going to go up. So let's let's go up early." And then as we're fighting through traffic in Dayton, she gets an email. Teachers, you need to actually come to work tomorrow. Um, even though it's a snow day, you're coming back into work, which um, that just, I get the sense that it's just going to be a nightmare. 
um, at JCPS for the next week. Whoa. So, wait. Did, is she going to work today? Uh, no, I mean, no. Um, <laughs> good. Good answer. Uh, yeah. Sick day, whatever. But I get the sense that um, they're not calling in the teachers for no reason. Like, it's in, – in from all – everything I've heard from bus drivers and stuff, they ain't fixing this uh, in four days. So, um Maybe NTI is around the corner. Maybe that's what they're preparing for. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a disa- imminent disaster over there. Uh, my, my favorite line that I heard in all this bus driver fallout was that, <laughs> yeah, th- they have routes that are taking us to no outlets and down streets that the buses can't fit. It's like, oh, so you mean this? the routes were designed by somebody who clearly has not been in the city of Bolton? Man, yeah, you, you heard horror stories all throughout the day yesterday. We may talk a little bit more about it. I think there may be a text or two about it on the Thornton's text line, so it'll probably get brought up as the show goes on today. But your your sense is maybe they're going to tell the, the teachers, get back to remote learning, or what you think that there's yeah, maybe going to be a bit, or we're going to be off a whole week, or you think there may be a big piece of news coming down today. Uh, my my guess is they're going to try doing the NTI stuff for at least a few days, um, just so they don't have to burn up their mandated Department of Education days in school. Um, I mean, you've got to have X amount. That's the, that that was like the running joke yesterday. A lot of a lot of real sophomore humor about this situation uh, going on the internet. Uh, like, oh, so much snow. I hope you watch out for it. But I, I have a feeling they'll probably try to do a few days of NTI. The thing is, though, when they did that, it took them forever to, like, hand out laptops to all these kids. And I, I just – I don't know how they're going to do it. I can't imagine. Like, I hit the button. It's got to be a nightmare for anybody that's working over there right now. Um, and I just – I think a lot of the – I don't have a good person to blame, but that system that they hired out, that company – um, it sounds like they sucked, and that was a really bad decision that Louisville had no business contracting that group out because they haven't done a good job at anybody that's worth a size that they're at now. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know what they're going to do, but they might just have to push back the start time because I, I, I don't even know logistically how you get all these kids' computers and all that stuff. If you can't freaking get them on a bus to go to school, that seems much easier than creating remote lesson plans. It just does. Yeah, the whole thing just seems like an absolute nightmare. And the 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 distance learning, the remote learning, the NTI, while I think kids probably enjoyed it, it was just horrible for education throughout the mm-hmm. pandemic. You know, you, we've got the numbers back from that. And uh, that's not good. So if it's, if it's something temporary, then you got to do what you got to do. But hopefully it's not going to be anything too long you, a lot of these kids were still obviously in school they 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 went through the pandemic they dealt with it uh i feel bad for them just feels like a lot of their youth they're gonna look back and be like well yeah that year and that year we had the pandemic so we were at home and then do you remember that year when they couldn't get the school buses to pick up all the kids and all that and we got off a whole nother week because of it you feel bad for them so you hope that they were mm-hmm. able to figure it out roush i do think that like there probably are a bunch of little things that needed to be addressed here or there. And you, you got, you got the political talking points out in full force from both sides of it. Uh, not funded enough, overfunded, poorly. Break operated. it up. 
Yeah, yeah like there's you're getting like the political points from both sides, and I, I think that it's probably maybe as simple as he said that they made a really bad choice with this logistics company. They messed up on that. They swung. They missed. They know that they kind of had a little bit of a numbers crunch, so they wanted to try something, and it, it didn't work. My biggest thing, where it's like you know. You, I'm sure some political talking points probably on both sides of things maybe have some truth to it if you dive in deep enough, but not even getting into politics one way or another. It's just, how did you, how did you just go with this? Like, what were y'all doing two weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago? Like, who was the person that after whatever prep was taken into consideration said, Mm -hmm. hey, we're going to have some hiccups, but we're ready to roll? Because this wasn't just hiccups, obviously. When you're dropping kids off in the middle of the road and they don't know where they're going, that's not a hiccup. That's just a a disaster on all parts. When you have kids stuck at school at 7 o'clock because there's not enough buses to come pick them up, that's a disaster. That's like not, you know. So whoever signed off on it and said, like, I think we can make this work with some trial and error, they were just so mistaken that they that that's not a good look for them, whoever that may be. They weren't making their routes on time when they didn't have to pick up kids. Like, no crap it wasn't going to work. Like, it's not. Yeah, they should have seen this coming. And like we said yesterday, how lucky is it that, like, nobody was hurt or no kid went missing or, you know, got picked up by strangers or something like that. So it it could have been a lot worse. They need to reassess. And I, I agreed with what you basically have confirmed is, like, this idea that just over the weekend they're going to be able to snap their fingers and have things running semi smoothly on Monday is just a fantasy world. So I don't, I don't know how you fix it. It seems like you're, I don't know. I have no idea how you fix it, Roush. No idea. Yeah, and I'm not a logistics guy either. So um, we all know I'm great at being on time and early. So I'm, I do feel like the pot calling the kettle black in some instances. But um, yeah, I, I don't know what compromises they're going to have to make, but. Um, I, I will say at least the good news is that, hey, um, there's still plenty of like – it, it is August 11th. Um, if you don't start school till August 27th, the world will keep turning. That, that, they, they don't good start point. school for two weeks up here. You know, like the, the, fair, the, the state fair, it used to be like – I remember my mother being upset that like school was starting while the state fair was going on in like August 24th. You know, like that. This is this is normal old stuff. Maybe just don't have a bunch of four day weekends. I know teachers love them during the year, and who doesn't love getting an extra day off every once in a while? But uh, the world functioned pretty fine on that format uh, for school for a long time. So, um, I will say this is really dumb from JCPS, and there are a lot of great people at JCPS that didn't ask for this, that doesn't you know don't deserve this, that are doing things that they're supposed to be doing. Uh, doesn't seem like really, it sounds like teachers went above and beyond during the mess that was going on. Faculty went above and beyond. It was like strictly a logistics in terms of the bus planning that failed. So thank you to all the teachers out there, whether public or private. We appreciate all that you do. But one just stu, stupid, stupid, stupid thing from JCPS is Roush, because they don't have school yesterday and today, they can't practice. They can't do their final scrimmage. <laughs> They can't do their their final scrimmage tonight because that's a that's the JCPS rule. If school's not in session, that means all activities preschool, post school can't happen if school's canceled. 
So you have a lot of these football programs throughout the city that had their final tune-up scrimmage tonight, and they weren't able to do it. The season starts next Friday. So JCPS mm-hmm. came out and said, yeah, that is, we, we do feel bad about that. You all can go ahead and play those games on Saturday or Sunday, just not on Friday. Which <laughs> so are like, stupid. Okay, so stupid. at least we'll get our tune-up game in. Oh, but what do you also know, Roush, in this crazy world of ours? There's not enough officials to go around. And on Saturday and Sunday, the officials that were going to work Friday already have games, already have lineups that they have to go. So mm-hmm. you have a bunch of these public schools in Louisville that are trying to find officials for their Saturday morning or Sunday scrimmage, and they're having a really tough time, all because JCPS won't let them do it Friday night. Saturday morning, 7 a.m., perfect. Friday night, 7 p.m., no way. Like, where's the common sense in this, Jason? Yeah, yeah, I get I mean, it. This is, like, complicated situation, but you don't need to make everything complicated. Well, this you, is can, easy fix. you can – like, this is an extenuating circumstance. You don't have to do everything by your bureaucratic protocol. Like, you can break the rules. It's okay. Just do it on Friday. The same thing. Like, if they can't go be in school next week, who cares? Just let them show up. If you were able to show up by your own volition, you didn't get a bus to take you to practice every day, for the last, it's not six weeks, but it's at least a, you know a month. Then you can still keep on getting there. Like I don't. That that's that's the one thing that um, I think frustrates me most with our current state of how the world operates. The kind of bureaucrat, the, the the like the rules are the rules no matter what. But like oh yeah, sometimes we have to break the rules, but we can't break all of the rules. It's just it just. Uh, lack of common sense sometimes. My, my family's been in, in Jefferson County since after the, the Civil War, and I don't really ever want to leave. But And it's not just a Louisville thing, but it does, like, it is kind of getting annoying. I mean, poor J, and like, JCPS doesn't impact me, but I do care about public school right. kids in my community yeah. and the city that I live in. But you have that disaster. Uh, again, I know this is something that happens in other cities, but you have you have one of our major bridges shut down, and then some of the other major bridges have lanes shut down. Uh, in in the meantime, uh, while that's going on, uh, just kind of what what's what's well, what's going on with our dude, city, TJ? Bro? Can I get can I get big picture on you? What's, well, like, what's going on with our city? Yeah, I, I just think that we have old old people running our country, bunch of geriatrics, and they're running a country based on how things were in the 20th century and nobody adapted, right? Like we haven't had major highway funding since post-World War II. That was 75 years ago. Like our whole society is set up based on 20th century and we didn't do enough adapting for 21st century. So we're behind and we're playing catch up 20 years late, right? Like it's, it's 2023 and we're still operating like we're in the 90s for a lot of stuff. I, I, that's my big picture thing. And that's my fun hot take because I can say that and it's a big generalization and I don't have to get into specifics about it. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, I, 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 you won't get too much disagreement from me. I saw Scott Jennings tweet that over 2,000 Kias and Hyundais have been stolen inside Jefferson County this year. What? First off, why, why Kias and Hyundais? Dude, Secondly, my, 
2,000? There's two, it's August, and nearly 2,000 cars in the city of Louisville, what, two specific cars, have been stolen? There, I can't, like, that can't be right. There was a uh, TikTok challenge, I believe it was, with Hyundais and Kias. I'm sure that had something to do with it. Because I've, I, I know, I drive a, a Hyundai, so I've been hoping that they come get mine, but nobody has, so. <laughs> well, you believe it running a gas station. <laughs> I mean, my Kia, I, I can't figure out how the security alarm works. So, like, I don't, it, it just goes off when nobody's around it. So, I don't know if anybody's going to get that. Hyundai's and Kias, they just work for anybody, just anytime, anywhere. You don't even need a key. Just you, come on in. You'll be great. No, that was, that uh, was, right, the, th- that was the thing, Sorry. TJ. It was, the, it was something to do with the key, how you could just start it without having the actual key. That was the TikTok challenge, so. Okay, we got uh, we got some breaking news here uh, from Elon Musk. Oh wow! The fight he's going to fight Zuckerberg. That's it's been like agreed upon. It was Wait, like what? rumored, it was talked about, and then it actually got agreed upon. And the the fight's going to be managed by Elon Musk and Zuck's foundation. There's going to be a live stream on X or Twitter and on Facebook. Everything in camera frame will be ancient Rome, so there's not going to be anything modern between the fight at all. And it's going to be in Italy, and they've agreed to an epic location. So Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are going to fight at the Coliseum. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Like, what? What the? Oh, my God. I What? Do we really want that uh, that history attached no, to such like a no, work no, of art, one of the wonders no. of the world? It, why and also why do we want our supposed great innovators of our time uh, fighting each other like oh, a bunch of dolls? We definitely want that, Roush. That all that. I mean, that's just entertainment. There. I mean, that's the lowest form of entertainment. So, like, why are they? What has made us so? <laughs> <laughs> this is like the what how far have we fallen that like all right well it'll get us some clicks on our what it'll give us a nice bump uh for our bottom line you've like, got what? a big social media platform i've got a big social media platform What's you're that? a rich billionaire i'm a rich billionaire well, let's become bigger billionaires for our company let's let's make our companies make some more money so we'll just fight each other and we'll what do it if on we camera. just decided to fight I'd rather see them like do a cooking show together or something, like make Italian pasta together. I think that would almost be more entertaining. Uh, I, I also can't imagine a scenario where Zuckerberg doesn't probably win easily. Like he's been doing this much longer than Musk is, and he's younger. Um, Pretty sure Elon though is like uh, Robert California and does like weird training to stay in shape. And he's bigger. I'm, I'm sure he probably does to a certain extent, but like Zuckerberg has actually been in like judo contests, like real ones. I think they maybe threw it to let him win, so he feels good. But um, he actually like competes. So I'm taking I'm taking Zuckerberg. I like Musk better. I do appreciate his willingness for free speech. Blah blah blah. But I think he's going to get his ass kicked. Probably pretty badly. And it sounds like it's going to be at the Coliseum. Okay. Segment one done. Almost hour one. We went very long there. We do have sports to talk about. Uh, Roush is really mad about broadcasting stuff. I do want to hear his his take on that. Uh, and we have a lot more to get to on today's Kentucky Roll Call. So do not go anywhere. Keep the text coming in. 
on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. It's UK-LSU 2007 Time Machine Friday. We'll get to that game a little bit later on. This is KRC on the Big X. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. You know the thing about relationships is that they make one person go, blah, 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 and the other person go, what are you talking about? And then one person goes, blah, blah, Welcome back to Becky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Friday. How about a Fiesta Friday at Salsaritas? Two locations in Louisville, Middletown. It has a drive-thru in St. Matthews. It has a nice, beautiful covered patio that we took advantage of a week from today, and we had a blast. The kid loved the food. I loved my food. They don't they don't skimp out on the meat like some of the other places you'll go to as well. They'll load you up. They know they know their audience, and that's the thing I love about salsaritas. Wildly addictive chips as well are so so good with their hot and spicy salsa, blue fresh fountain powerade, which is the best in the city. Check them out today, salsaritas. Now we're hungry. Roush, you weren't happy about some broadcasting teams. No, I was not. I, I was happy that we found out Stanford Steve is going to be full-time on college game day. Uh, that's good. Uh, they didn't say if he's still going to have a podcast or not. Loved his podcast with the Bear. That was a must every week before um, college football Saturday. It's mostly like I just I need to have some of that content before Saturday because, you know, we're, it's, it's not going to be till late September before Saturday mornings I can still log my bets. Like, I, I need to do that on Friday, so I need some early research. But nevertheless, uh, they did shake up the rest of the crews, so they pulled Dan Orlovsky off. They also um, lost Todd Blackledge, which the, the McDonough Blackledge group, I've, I've liked them as much as Herbstreet and Fowler. They were great. And uh, McElroy, Greg McElroy, he's moving up in place for Blackledge. That's good. The problem is down the line. Jesse Palmer is the Bachelor host now. He left. He he got his fame on the Bachelor. He started doing the SEC Network Saturday night. And he was he was all right on it. Um, but then they just let him do analysis in the studio, and he quit caring. He like wanted to be on Entertainment Tonight or whatever ABC's Entertainment Show is. And so now he he just is terrible. That that the only reason why I watch college football final is just because they have the highlights. But him and Joey Galloway just suck. They're so bad. And now Palmer's going back into the booth after getting the Bachelor hosting gig. So he's doing more entertainment stuff, yet they're like, you know what, you need to go back in the booth. And they're sticking in with Tess. And it just it just sucks because that booth with Tess, McElroy, and Katie George, that was a great group. They called a lot of Kentucky. You know, when Kentucky got big games, there was a good chance they got them. They would typically get that 7 p.m. ESPN or the noon ESPN. It's usually that third best game of the week. And now Jesse Palmer's going to be on it, and he freaking stinks. Uh, same thing, RG3 is going with Bob Wachusen. And, like, I enjoyed RG3 as a cornball, TJ, 
but like I enjoyed him calling Texas Tech versus you know Oklahoma State. Like I, you know, those kind of random Big Twelve games. Now, now he's going to be with Washusen, and that's going to be probably a bigger game. And I don't know if I can handle RG 3s grandiose. Like he, he was fun with Mark Jones, because like, but I just I don't know. I don't I don't know if I like it. They're putting Lewis Riddick in his place instead. I think Lewis Riddick's awesome. I would have I would have him jump all the way up to, like he was on Monday Night Football. Stick him with Tess. That would be that would have been awesome. Um, I don't I don't really understand it. Uh, Jesse Palmer's a D bag and. He doesn't need to be calling serious college football games. Wow. The D word. He sucks, man. He's a pretty boy who doesn't care. Like, he doesn't do his homework. And it, it is obvious. It's so obvious. Like, we're not dumb, TJ. We're not dumb. We can see through this stuff. I, I just I don't like it. Roush, maybe I missed it, but how do you feel about Tess? Love Tess. He's great. Do you? He's got the big game voice. It's See, I, I don't, I don't know how I feel about him because I guess when I first heard him on broadcast, it was on like, I don't know, late night boxing. They would put him on. So when I hear him, I, th- I just think he should be calling boxing. So anytime I hear him do another sport now, it's always weird for me. Well, we we had the chance to break, like he did a lot of SEC stuff between basketball before they put him on Monday Night Football. Like he he did a lot of SEC Network. ESPN, he was at the SEC tournament. So, like, we got that breaking down of him. So, I, I enjoy it's He just he has a big game voice, which I, I appreciate. I mean, so. he, he is really good. He knows his stuff. It's very clear that he does his homework. I'm just, I, I'm just thrown off. I, I need to hear his voice on boxing, not football. <laughs> well, and that, that's my big thing with Palmer. It's like, dude, just do your homework. Like, I don't – and some of the people who are drier, I can look past – um, if they've done their homework, like um, Matt Stinchcomb, he at least does his homework when he does those like noon SEC network games. He sounds boring, but he does his homework. Uh, another one, one new personality we're going to get that I think is going to be good is Derek Mason is going to be calling games for the SEC network. Uh, although TJ, I wish he would, I think he would be better in that uh, SEC now role where he's like in the analyst in studio with Chris Doring. Um, doing like post game stuff because they they miss Gene Chizik in that studio show and now they've got like Takeo Spikes who's just he's an idiot I mean that guy I don't know how he's got a job on TV he, he's he's so bad uh, not as bad as some other people that they put on TV there like Roman Harper but he's at least Roman Harper like sounds like it's just some of these people I just don't know how you have jobs in TV doing this when you like I'm why am I doing more homework than you. Like I'm, I'm, I know, I know more about random SEC team. I'm the Kentucky guy. How do you not know, do more homework? That's the stuff that ticks me off, TJ. Well, it kind of goes back to the, the field of '68 conversations we've had most of this yeah, week. I, yeah. I can relate to to what you're saying. I, I just, I, and you know this about me. I never get too worked up about broadcasters right, for the right. most part. Um, cause I, you know, I can, I can tune them out if I need to, I can mute them. I have no problem muting them if they annoy me so much. And then like, I'm normally not like watching halftime shows and I will watch pregame shows for sure. I'm just like most people on Saturday mornings, but it's more of like background noise. I'll be doing chores and stuff right, like that. Right. Uh, I, I can't remember the last time with sports center or uh, non game programming on ESPN where I just sat down and just like. All right, you got my attention. I'm all ears and I'm all eyes. You, you've got me. 
it's very rare that that happened. So I don't get too caught up in it, but I'll trust your judgment on it. You know the landscape of all this stuff better than I do. So if you're mad, I'm mad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. give him hell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, I love the people responding to the Stanford Steve news yesterday saying, I didn't know his last name was Coughlin. <laughs> so I appreciate it. Um, do you want to read some Thornton's texts? Text? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think that'd be a great idea to read some Thornton's texts. Um, one texter says, The shopping cart is a central theme of their new way of automated shopping. Scan as you go and no checkout. Have you guys seen this? Don't like it on the field either, but that's their new thing. So, TJ, I've been to Sam's Club and used this sort of option, and it's a game changer. I did not know Kroger was doing it, and I'm just curious how they're going to do it with produce because – you gotta you gotta weigh the stuff. So I guess maybe the shopping carts have a scale in them that they can weigh it to make sure it's the right weight. I don't. I, I that that's the part I don't know how it's gonna work. But I, I love this idea though of scanning as you go and then you just leave and don't have to wait to check out. It's an interesting concept. Uh, I I don't like I don't. You're starting to see more of this maybe in some other countries though of like chips inside of people where you just like have to waive access to either like get on public transportation or pay for things i i'm out on on that i don't want anything in my inside my body i also don't know if i want like face recognition or hand recognition for public access or public financial transactions uh, just fine with a good old-fashioned credit card if that's the case. Now, if you can get something, like if Kroger has an app that you can link up your bank account to or your credit card to, and then that just automatically that, goes that, That's what account. it would be, I would And that's assume. what it sounds like happening more in America than other places, but I, you know, just don't want it to cross any boundaries. But I'm okay with that. That sounds cool. I've never done anything like that before, and you're right. I don't know how they do anything that needed to be to be weighted, but I'm sure they probably have that figured out. I'm sure that's something that they, you're right. Maybe it's the carts, but yeah, interesting. I've never, I haven't been to a, any store where that's the case where you just, you don't pay, you don't talk to anybody, you get your stuff and you leave and it automatically bills you. I will say this. I do miss the, the concept you'd mentioned how our infrastructure is stuck in the nineties. I miss the good old days of like having a tab. Oh, I know there's places around town that still do that probably. And I'm sure there's people maybe listening in smaller towns that they, you know, they know their local watering hole has a tab, but the concept of like going into a place, eating, having a drink or two, just saying, see you later. And then like at the end of the week, paying what you hold for the week, that just sounds like good old fashioned community to me, Roush. And really the only place I could think of that now would be at a country club. I mean, I don't, yeah, that you're right, but I mean more of like a sleazy, crappy bar. Yeah, I. Like, I know. All right, we'll, Skeeter, see you later. We'll just add it to your tab. I mean, would be cool. Kearns is the one place that I would know that would do that, right? It wouldn't. I do think there may be a couple people at Kearns that have a tab. Right. I think at some bars there are a couple people that maybe oh, can get away with having a tab. Before I'm Tim Tam got bought, they definitely had people with tab. Like Spears had a running tab at Tim Tam before they modernized it. That's a guarantee. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, that's a good point. Good good call there. Uh, another texter brings up something on the UK LSU game. We're going to save that one because yeah. we're going to come back from the daily double break and we'll get into 
the caps in LSU. Maybe we'll read one more. If uh, uh, Scoots' casino story is an all-timer. I don't know if y'all ever had this happen, but I was in my early 20s. There were a handful of trips that ended with me losing every dollar I had to my name. Oh, to be young and dumb again with no responsibilities. See, that was the one thing that was probably a net positive, TJ, is that there wasn't a casino close to the University of Kentucky. So when I spent all my money, it was and, – and I got down to like $7 in my bank account until the next – check hit or whatever it was uh, it was usually on like booze or um the what was it six dollar student special pizza it was like i'm gonna get a student special instead of a swipe tonight oh man that old uh mad mush right the student special was papa john's it was like a large one topping for five bucks. Oh, they had it they 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 did as well yeah mad mush um, did too I Man think Mad Mushroom. Mushroom, you got like a medium pizza, cheese sticks, and like a two liter for like eleven dollars or ten dollars or something. It was just like, well, you can't, you can't beat that. Man, uh, uh, Drew Franklin's wedding had the Mad Mush cheese sticks shipped in at like eleven, and oh. yeah, that I don't know if any late night snack at a wedding will ever top that because man, it just it just hits different. It just does. I've been at weddings that have brought in pizza at the end of the reception. I've seen White Castle brought in at the end of the reception. We had a pretzel bar, but we didn't. I don't know if we had anything at the end of the reception. The pretzel bar is pretty cool. I think those cheese sticks could be the all timer, though. To yeah. really get like, oh man, that's awesome. Good call about you. We we had this exact conversation no more than a week ago. Yeah, well, it's because I did the <laughs> walk uh, at the wedding that I went to. But that, that that's my one wedding regret. So, Scoots, when you get married, what's going to be your midnight snack at your mm-hmm. wedding? Uh, if I get married, I think is the proper way yeah. to say it. Uh, I'd probably do like a ice cream bar of some sort, like a hot fudge sundae bar. Or, yeah, just like For a just, midnight snack. Yeah. Oh, all yeah. Like, you you got ice cream. Have like brownies and cookies you can throw under it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That sounds just like a. Stomachache waiting. Well, then don't come. Yeah, to, don't come to my wedding then. Drinking. People have been drinking for six or seven hours. You think they want ice cream? You all are assuming that I'm gonna have booze at my wedding, so that's kind oh, of on yeah, you. We are. What, what, the hell? what, what has gotten into you? <laughs> this, this gets to a texture that says, "Podcast listener, what happens first? Scoot shoots par on an eighteen hole course, where he gets married? Neither. He gets married. Neither. He gets married. <laughs> Just one can happen, and one cannot happen. And I'm not going to say which Ooh. one's which. What on about those shooting par on a par three? I, I mean, no. I just I don't think either of them happen. If we're being honest here, guys. <laughs> getting married. Darn it. We're going to make it happen. There is a woman listening to KRC right now that would be in scoot. Did I tell you all? Did I tell you all I, I saw my dream girl last week at McAllister's and didn't even talk to her? Did you invite her over for a bonfire like no, Gordon's lady? No, but I, I mean, I regret that ever since. Like, she, she was so cute. I don't know why I just didn't say something, but I was a so little pansy. Confrontation. Unbelievable. What what yeah. McCall a lot of high school girls work at McAllister's. No, she wasn't there. working. <laughs> okay, my bad. She was eating. Yeah, <laughs> you should have just gone up to this poor woman eating and been like, I'm Scoot. I should have. I should have. Mm-hmm. Next time. Next time. All right, we're going to do UK LSU recap. Oh, we're not gonna spend very... an entire hour on it. We're gonna probably do a segment on it. But it was a lot of fun rewatching. Yeah, really back a lot of really fond memories. I'll and... some anxiety too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it, it it got me juiced up for football season. Is what it got. Yeah. It's like at the end of the day, if there's one takeaway, is I'm more ready for football than I think I've 
ever been in a preseason after just watching that. So we'll come back. We'll get to it. Roush is right. I'm getting a little anxious during it as well. This is KRC on the Big X. Hour number two coming up next. Jump around. Jump around. Jump around. Jump around. Jump up. Jump up and get down. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call Whoa, here on X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Fun first hour. One more hour left in the week. And then Woo-hoo. we hit the weekend. We come back. It means we are one week closer to the start of football season. It's August. You're probably really getting into the nitty-gritty of your fantasy draft leagues and whatnot. So it's an exciting time, and we're excited to be doing radio with it. Before we get into our UK-LSU game preview, do want to do uh, give at least a little bit of a Big X Sports Radio update. If you were listening to Big X Sports Radio, which you should be listening, keep it on your dial all day, every day. A lot of great local programming throughout the day on Big X Sports Radio. But near the end of the Mike Rutherford show at the at the start of the last hour, uh, he started to really not feel well to the point that he didn't feel like going back on air. Um, he he felt so bad. Trevor Kelsey was like, "You you let him know that like yeah, if you don't feel good, it shows because you don't look good." Supposedly, he was pale white, uh, a little shaky, even potentially, and. Trevor took was like, I'm taking you to the hospital. Trevor took him to the hospital, and Mike did get to go home last night. Uh, an update from his dad, you know, things seem to be moving in a in a better direction. Uh, but that's that's kind of the last of the updates that we have there. But we're thinking of you, Mike, and we hope that you're feeling better this morning. We we want to hear you back on radio sooner rather than later. So hopefully you can get feeling better and 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 get you get you back on the big X because it's just, it won't be the same, the same without you. But, uh, and thank goodness for Trevor Kelsey. And, you know, we joke about him and he he's all three of us would consider Trevor a, a, a good friend, but Mike's doing better is, uh, is the last update we've got. And if we hear anything else, we'll be sure to let you all know, but yes, there was a, a scary moment on big X yesterday. How about the wherewithal from the big guy to realize something was up and that he needed to take action. That's pretty good. That's yeah. right. We, we under, we, we do sell Trevor short. But, we do. Uh, yeah. He, he, you know, but he, he does, uh, he may not always show up on time, but he will deliver if he's there. So, um, prayers up to Mike. Hope he's, feeling better soon trevor called me and just you know because I, I was i was listening live but then had to stop to leave the car to go inside and i left when it was a commercial break the top of the hour commercial break and like probably 10 minutes had passed eight minutes had passed before i got it back on my phone and it was still a commercial and i was like well that's weird that's a really long commercial but Scoots, we sometimes have really long commercials. Sometimes yeah. if like the internet goes out or something happens or you just need to buy another break, it happens. But what had happened was they had actually had come back 
and then gone to another commercial. And then they came back again, and it was just Trevor. And he was like, yeah, it's just me. Mike's not feeling well. He's going to just kind of sit to the side here for a little bit. I'm going to talk. I've done radio before myself. And then a few minutes later, he was like, all right, never mind. We're, we're just going to shut off the show. And that's what they did. So, yes, Scoots, you're 100% right. Thank goodness for Trevor. He called me, gave me an update. It was funny. He was like, yeah, when Mike walked back, di- back in the room, he was pale white. I was like, oh, crap, Mike, you look horrible. I was like, well, <laughs> I was like, I hope you didn't freak him out. Like, you know, <laughs> like if you think you're having something happen with you from a medical standpoint, you don't necessarily need people being like, oh, my gosh, what is wrong with you? But Trevor said that he he calmed him down. He said he had a very quiet car ride, but asked if he needed air, needed the window down. He's just a good guy. Trevor Kelsey's a good guy. Good guy to have in your corner. So thank goodness he was there to help out. And again, we're we're hoping Mike feels great. He can rest throughout the weekend and and get ready for a really exciting football season for for both the local teams here in the state. So thinking of you, old Mike. That being said, let's get into the UK LSU chatter so i'd like to start tj by saying that this was great because it's the it's right around the time that you know i went to kentucky football games as a kid but this was the time when i started paying attention to college football the the landscape as a whole you know knowing players and all the other teams like this is right when i really dove head first into it because kentucky mattered and i know there's probably some kids out there who weren't around for or don't remember, um, like our friend intern Jacob, who didn't know Rich Brooks was the coach back then. But you look back and you say, oh, it was just a seven and five year. But Kentucky was 10 and two in their last 12 games going into this and then was hosting number one. The Cats, every time you they were down, it felt like they weren't always out. And I say that, TJ. Uh, you know, we were chaining, we believe, but going back and rewatching it, I found like four moments where I'd, I can remember visibly being in my seat and sometimes standing up in the concourse because that's where I was for most of the fourth quarter and overtime, uh, thinking Kentucky was dead. I was up in the end zone um, uh, on top of where the current student section is. So that concourse up there, just pacing for like Whoa. the whole overtime period. Yeah, that's a good spot. That's a good spot to be. Good place to take in the game. My, I was a junior in high school in 2007, and my brother was a junior in college. We weren't at St. X together. We weren't at UK together. We were four years apart. But he got me season tickets that year, uh, student season tickets. Wow. I guess he had a friend that like wasn't going to go, and they used his ID. And I think my brother had an extra student ID, and I looked close enough like him, so that could get me in the in the student gate. And some games I'd like sit with him, but other games I, you know, I there was a couple games I'd just have to sit by myself because there wasn't uh, there wasn't a seat next to him. There wasn't my seat was further away or in a different spot. Uh, so like the UK U of L game, I was up in the student section that year. Watched that game. That was a lot of fun. Pretty bad seats, but like as a junior in high school with the college student body, it felt pretty cool. But for whatever reason. He bought me season student season tickets, had them for the entire season. But the LSU game, I don't know if he like made a promise to a girl or one of his buddies. He didn't have a ticket for me for the LSU game. Oh, no. Don't, don't know why. I don't remember the exact reason why. But he was like, I can get you a ticket, a student ticket to every game. But then when the LSU game rolled around, he was like, I, I can't. I don't have it for you. Sorry. So you so, stuck in. 
right? No. So uh, I was like, I'm not missing this game. Like, I, I, you know, I'm going to the game one way or another. And then it turns out my mom got tickets. I was like, well, cool. But my mom didn't want to take me. She wanted to take a friend. So, but she, uh, she was willing to give me a ride, which was exciting. And she was like, we're, we'll find you a ticket. We'll figure it out. Let's just go up there. Let's tailgate. Let's meet up with Johnny. We'll find a ticket one way or another. Well, sure enough, scalpers aren't really like going out of their way, Roush, to sell one ticket, especially for one of the biggest football games in program history. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, but we eventually did find somebody selling one ticket. They did not give us like a discount or anything like that. We still, I think, I think we paid $125 for one single ticket, but it probably was the best seat I've ever had at a UK football game. Uh, and, you know, as media, I'd be on the field every so often. But like this, this was an awesome seat. I was about like 40 yard line behind UK's bench and I don't know, 20, 25 rows up. It, it was awesome. It was like a perfect place to take in the game, but I was by myself. And the stadium was so packed, like I couldn't go squeeze in with my brother. I couldn't go squeeze in with my mom. And honestly, I didn't really necessarily want to. I had like the best vantage point I possibly could have had. But yes, I watched this game by myself, but I remember the tailgate. I remember mm-hmm. the weather just being absolutely oh, amazing. Perfect football day. And I it just was, remember not giving like a-, a single hoot that I was watching the game by myself because I was in Commonwealth Stadium and the Cats were taking on number one LSU and I was a very happy kid. It was uh, it was almost perfect the following week too, even hotter. Um, You're right. But the uh, I, I was in a similar situation, but we had you know I'm only 16. I think I rode up with my parents before, just being like, yeah, I'll sneak in with my friends. Uh, the funnier part was the following week, everybody at the sales. You know, like it went from being a group of like three UK fans to just like carloads of anybody who just wanted to be there for game day. And trying to sneak 12 of us in, it was so funny watching us all like take turns and like, did they make it through? Did they make it through? And everybody make it through because it was so easy to sneak in back in the day. Not sure if it still is or not. Is they? I think they have turnstiles now. I don't even know if they had turnstiles back then. Um, but I don't think they have turnstiles nowadays. But yeah, I mean, that's what you just... Would you just do like the old like, oh, my dad's got our tickets. Like, you know. No, just- you, you just walk in. You're like, then I'll... That's that's the problem. Like, there, if you go in when it's crowded, while somebody's getting their ticket scanned, you just walk behind them and you just keep going, and you don't. Yeah, stop. That, that that seems like the play. I don't think I've ever yeah. done that. I don't know if I've ever snuck into a game before. Try to don't call me Papa John's this year. It's pretty I mean, I, easy there too. I have, I have tickets, but yeah, I mean, don't call me Papa John's. They get so many. Like, it they're their traffic getting into the games, foot traffic. It's, it's so crazy. Oh my god! Well, like if you. It, it's it's not much more to just pay for a ticket. I think I saw it's four dollars to get in for the opener. So, um, but nevertheless, the uh, to to get into some of the game stuff, like one of the first things I noticed, and it really was the it should have been a kind of a it was it, it showed me why they ended seven and five because that was the game Rafael Little. That was the first of a few games he missed and. After this week, I think maybe a lot of the guys still around for Florida, but like Keenan Burton was a big one. Like it just the injuries just started piling up for Kentucky, and they were never severe. But it's like a shoulder here, an ankle there, a hamstring. Like there was just so many where big players just had to take a week off, and I mean that's why they lost that Mississippi State game a few weeks later. Like they were just so beat up. That was the beginning of it, but that was the this was the start of Derek Locke. Um, Tony Dixon got the start, but Locke, he was only in his eighth game, I want to say. True freshman, 
former track athlete from Oklahoma and Gary Danielson kept talking about it, but 20 carries in this game, including a touchdown and overtime. Huge game. Great breakout party uh, for uh, Derek Hall. He reminded Gary me. Danielson, he, or, go ahead, Scoot. He reminded me a lot of Chris Rodriguez in that game. Just the way he, I mean, because he's a bigger guy, and the way he would just like drop his shoulders. I felt like I was watching Chris Rodriguez at times. But yeah, he's a he was a beast. More of a speedster than a Chris Rodriguez for sure. Yeah, but, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, fun style offense too. Just sometimes like. Not just you still saw a lot of eye formation, which you'll still get from right, time right. to time. Uh, LSU at times would line up in a split back, but normally they they drop back to a shotgun from it. But I was like, oh my gosh, good old fashioned split Ooh. back formation! I love it. I haven't seen it. Uh, I haven't seen it in forever. Ooh, you can't convince me that Gary Danielson didn't have money on LSU this game. Well, but there were times too where he was definitely like going at the refs for blowing calls. The other yeah, one. there's only a couple times I, I was paying attention. There's only a couple times where like he thought a call was bona fide for Kentucky. It, it was in well, and he he was getting mad at the refs because uh, the PI that Trevard Lindley got it was a fourth and like seven before LSU's first touchdown scoring drive, and he thought it that the Cats got hosed. Um, but you brought up some let's 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 rattle off some of our favorite things of old football that we saw. Because you, you you mentioned the split backs. I, that was the era, too, when you had the toss. like It was like a halfback toss, but it wasn't really because they were just, instead of handing it off, he was just tossing it to the guy right behind him. That that went out of style quickly. The big one, though, was the two-quarterback system. What was LSU doing? Matt Flynn I, is a great athlete. Like what? Why were they putting in Paraloo? I had totally forgotten about Paraloo. Like, just had yeah. – Forgotten that that guy existed. Like that that part of the game, I totally blocked out. If you would have told me that LSU for good chunks of that game was doing a Q a two QB system, I would have totally forgotten that. Um, but <laughs> Dan, when when got tackled for like a gain of one, he's like, "Oh, you'll never believe this. They didn't throw it with Paraloo." <laughs> <laughs> and then he did, and then he did throw it one time. He got like ten like, yards. No, no, it was like a, just a horrible throw. It, he it, like a, a lineman kind of like Stepped rolled up on him, him a little bit. Yeah. yeah, you saw it, Scoots, and it was like a terrible throw. And the commentators, you could they didn't say it, but you could just hear in their voice they wanted to be like, "Well, that's why he doesn't throw." I guess you could. There's just this awkward silence because they couldn't understand like who he was throwing oh. to, why the ball just ended up in the middle of nowhere, and he ended up kind of getting rolled up on a little bit. That I think kind of altered his throw, but you could tell they just. Vern wanted to be like a horrible throw. <laughs> well, it was it was really funny for me. So at the beginning of the broadcast, they were talking about the two quarterbacks, right? They're like, oh, Matt Flynn, Paralu's more of the runner. And then Danielson was like, but I guarantee Paralu is going to let it fly today. Dude threw two passes. <laughs> well, and I bet you it was one of those things where Wes Miles told him in the pre-production meeting that they were going to actually have some design passes for him, um, which he did – the the first one uh, one of them was completed and I think everybody was shocked and it was just like a quick dump off hitch but I just Matt Flynn ran for a first down on like third and eighteen and that was the most Kentucky play I've ever seen in my life where it's like oh so the non running quarterback comes in and runs it like he ran the ball well so it, it was like why are you why are you doing this I I, I didn't understand it uh, the other thing I love too TJ. Um, Seeing some of the stuff that's just totally illegal now and get you thrown in jail for uh, for years in the gulag, like you're you're just like canceled from playing football ever again, and they're celebrating it. Uh, like there was a low hit to Matt Flynn 
where that mm-hmm. that would have been a pi. Uh, one screen pass, they it was in the second half, and it was one of those other frustrating third and longs that Kentucky gave up. But some of the blocks and some of the hits on the outside, my God, that LSU team, they they freaking late split. They were splitting wood, man. It was it was gnarly, and that's not even. Uh, to mention the the hit that Dickie Lyons had on Craig Stelt. Oh yeah, they're they're that's SEC football for you, baby. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot. You're right. Hits galore. No knee was safe in that game. <laughs> I feel like every kickoff that wasn't a touchback from oh. our buddy touchback Tim, there was just like major collisions oh, happening. Montel Allen, John Connor, just like blowing up walls. Oh man, Whew. it was a lot of fun. Uh, during I, I remember thinking during that game, and it brought back these memories seeing the highlights, though, it just felt like football, as any sport, game of inches, just felt like so often in that game, LSU would just get that like extra inch um, to on third down, a couple of those long third downs. They just barely get it, or you know, they'd go for it on fourth down and just barely get it. And it just kind of felt like Oh, for a game like this, number one team in the country, you just you, you need these bounces to go the other way. You need these uh, a knee to get down just an inch earlier. But that touchdown before half was oh. when I think in the stadium I yeah. started to think like, oh, wait a minute, this is we're in this game. But then Roush, not to say that I I, I backed off that stance in real time. But I do remember when UK had to kick that first field goal yes. to make it 24-27. Yes. I was like, oh, I think I've mm-hmm. seen this story before. Yeah, like, exactly. And I it's, think it's, I've seen this story before. And I think I started to doubt again, but then the bounces started to go UK's way. Well, and one of them was the drop touchdown in the end zone by LSU. Like mm-hmm. that, there, And it's funny, when Kentucky played at LSU the year Dorian Baker knocked that guy's mouthpiece out, we were talking to um, some fans there, and they were like, if we just had a quarterback, like it's just, it feels like we have everybody but a quarterback, which is why Joe Burrow meant so much to them. Cause like Zach Mettenberger was probably the best quarterback. I mean, Matt Flynn was so average and yet they were still national champions that year. Like they, they, they were good enough to succeed in spite of their poor passing game. Um, where it was, whether it was drop balls, there was a huge one in that final LSU drive by Brandon LaFell. I mean, hits the dude in the face mask and he drops it. That would have put them in UK territory with like 50 seconds left and three timeouts. I mean, they could have ran the ball down to 20 and kicked a chip shot. Um, oh because, my gosh. yeah. And, 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 and that was, I, so I wrote down a few of the moments. Anytime Andre Woodson threw an interception, it just, at that time, it felt like we were dead. I mean, it just, every time you had the one in the first half that was awful, and Gary Danielson is just ripping Keenan Burton, like, He's got to play better. <laughs> uh, you you had the other one though in the second half, but man, their ability that this team's ability to score quickly. I mean, really, that I mean, we haven't seen a lot of that at all since then. But that's how they, when they dug themselves into a hole, they seemingly always got back out of it because they could score quickly. The second half one, Roush, for me, that was the point when I was watching, and I was like. What, what, with having no recollection of this game, not knowing what happened, I was kind of like, why are we replaying this one? Like, it was it was 24-14 at that point. He just launches a ball down the field, intercepted. LSU gets the ball back. And I'm like, what? I mean, Kentucky's going to lose this game. Why are we re-watching this one? So, that, and to force them to a field goal there. Exactly. That was, yeah, that was, it made it a lot of fun. I, 
I was going to say, I'm kind of jumping all over the place. So you go Me ahead, too. Roush. Yeah. Well, I, I was just going to say the other part that um, <laughs> where I was like, they're, they're dead. Uh, when Kentucky, when Trevard Lindley, they, they, they weren't throwing to his, his side, you know, like they, they really weren't at all. When he picked off that pass to get the ball back, I mean, that's when this you had all the momentum. And to, to go back to what we started this, TJ, so many times, that was when they had to settle for that field goal instead of retake the lead with the score. They settled for so many field goals there. And to put the game in Lona Sieber's hands, I just was like, God, this is this – is, I know the way this story ends. They're going to be so close to come up short. Well, that being said, the field goal at the end of regulation, I, where from my vantage point, I was totally convinced LSU made that field goal. Uh, and seeing the replay of it, no wonder I thought that. Like it, he, it, it was. He had the leg. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it just it's a kind of a shocker. It didn't at least hit the the upright. I still think if it would have hit the upright, it wouldn't have fallen in. It still would have knocked out. But oh my heavens, that was very close. And I remember thinking that at the time, Roush debating with the people around me do we do we want them to attempt a long field goal or do we want them to try a hell mary right you gotta remember you know this is still just what five years off the bluegrass miracle bluegrass miracle which i didn't realize the first trip since then if i would were to guess fairly certain it was because i think it was the first i think uk lsu the year before was the first game that they had played since then but I, i hadn't realized that uk and lsu played every year from like the 60s to 2002 did you know that? I didn't either. It would that's make, what they said on the broadcast, at least. That like this is was an annual game until two thousand and two. It would it would make sense because that you you would keep uh, it was I guess it would be five teams in the east and then three from the west that you would play every year. So I could see how that rotation kept alive with South Carolina and Arkansas uh, for so long. Yeah. Uh, I believe that's how the rotation worked. But, gotcha. Um, uh, a, a couple other notes I wrote down. Something about the first off, Rich Brooks. Did he always wear a ring on his right ring finger? Like, do we know what that was? Because I, it's a very dumb little thing I noticed. Um, and I, 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 it looked like a bowl ring. I don't, I don't know what that was. I, I never. Well, you gotta remember, like rings back when he was younger weren't as super flashy and stuff. Right. So I think it might have been when, like, the Rose Bowl. When they won it, he could casually wear it, and it wasn't like this gaudy 10-pound paperweight. Um, I also love, though, on the fourth down that Lindley got the P.I., there was just a clear as day F that call on the screen from Coach Brooks. Uh, Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Um, Another uh, thing, TJ, it felt like Kentucky's front seven on like like just a lot of scrimmage play, they would either hold up, and create holes, or LSU would just completely obliterate them, and it, like it was, it was just so boomer bust every single play, and you didn't know which one it was going to be. I, I was gonna, I was gonna say that that like I thought the offensive line, all things considered, played a good game against the future national champions and one of the nastiest defensive lines in college football. I thought they ultimately did a good job, more so in pass protection, and then. LSU just started bringing the house there towards the end of the game. Oh, I thought the oh, classic line, <laughs> I, I thought the offensive line did what it needed to do. And on the on the eventual game-winning touchdown to Stevie Johnson, this is any UK fan can, in their memory, they know exactly this play. 
Woodson does just get drilled. I mean, oh, he, he got all off just at barely the right time. And they really did break that game down, that play down so well, just about like how, you know, if you're bringing the whole house and you're going to do a double route, it's kind of a crazy thing to do. But if you can get enough time to do it, it's 100% going to work. Mm -hmm. CBS, I'm going to miss SEC on CBS so much. That was another yeah. big takeaway I had. It's just like even back in 2007 and even with Gary Danielson definitely having money on LSU in that game, it was just a thing of beauty. Like it was just a work of art. It was a production. It was a production, and they did an amazing job with it. But I thought ultimately the offensive line did a solid job. They couldn't get anything going for Tony Dixon. The commentators actually kind of like ripped Tony Dixon. They're like, he has a very modest, um, under two yards per carry average. <laughs> it's like, you don't get that nowadays. People, you know, they BS or bring up something like positive, but they were just flat out like, Tony Dixon, not great. But then Derek Locke was able to find a little something in the ground game. But well, from a pass protection standpoint, yeah, they, they gave I, Johnson enough, or they gave Woodson enough well, time to find Johnson or find Burden. So find Tammy. He was a great player in that game. He Jacob was married. His face match. He was married. Yeah, I know. He, it's still married. I'm pretty sure. I yeah, was I like, "What in the world? This guy's in college and he's married." That was unbelievable. Oh, I said the exact same thing, Scoot. She, he was like, "What? Married? That's his why." Like, how old is he? <laughs> that was nuts. It wasn't like a COVID six year senior situation either. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The, um, yeah. On the other side, though, TJ, I. I Trendon Holiday, the much as much they talked about him, he had a couple big creases, and then Charles Scott had that run in the first half where it's like you felt like the defense, it was either like we're going to stuff you at the line or they're going to get a 20-yard game. Like there was no mm -hmm. there, there was no in between. And also I have never Dominic <laughs> Lewis, that that person does not like that I did not know he existed. Who is that person? I've never heard of Dominic Lewis in my life until today. How about uh, Roush kind of kicked the can around on maybe getting Jeremy Jarman on today's show, which I think would have been really fun. But how about his just theater production there? We should have gotten slacks on to talk about that. Did you all see that clip when uh, he just like recited some Shakespeare? I, I, I remember them doing that. I had fast forwarded through that portion though. Um, oh, you missed I out. Well, I try, and I tried getting Jeremy on. He's on night shift now though. So like it's nighty night time for him. Um, but that, that's another part that's weird. All of these – there's so many people from this era now that, like, do media or I've been friendly. Like, I've talked with Tammy. It's, you know, Jeremy does the stuff for JMI. Uh, Jacob Hester, he's big. Like, he podcasting, radio in Louisiana. He does a bunch of stuff. Uh, T-Bob was the center for LSU. He does a bunch of stuff. So, kind of funny to see that many people uh, get into media from that game. Uh, but – I guess before we wrap it up, the, the kind of the tenseness down the stretch, TJ, you mentioned the game of inches and the breaks. People forget how close Kentucky was to blowing that. Like on so many occasions, you had the, the flag on LSU in overtime number two that wiped off a huge gain uh, on the screen pass where it's like, did he catch it behind the line of scrimmage? Did he not? And ultimately the penalty stood. And instead of having the ball on the 10, they're back on like the 30 or whatever it was, end up having to kick a field goal. That was a huge break. And then mm -hmm. how stupid was you – so you get a third and goal from the two. And, I, I mean, the amount of times Joker called runs in short yardage situations, throw the damn ball. Like, I'm sorry, Derek Locke and Tony Dixon aren't getting those hard yards against Glenn Dorsey and co. up front. Like, throw the ball on short yardage situations. They kept running it. And then on third and goal, 
UK, I, I think it was a PI because he was wrapped around him with the offhand, but they get a break there. And then the next series, you, you keep trying to run it instead of throwing it. And then on third and goal from the two, you can't get the damn playoff. And fortunately, uh, they did get a delay of game because the center snapped it over Woodson's head. I mean, like what? Jiminy Christ. No wonder we were dying with every single play because you just I, – I, I, I'm sure I was dying thinking that they had no chance in hell of converting that third and seven, uh, third and goal when CV finally got loose there on the double move. Yeah, I was so frustrated in real time. I remember, like, stop running the ball. What are you doing? You have the best pass-catching core in U.K. history at that point. Throw the ball. I don't care if you're a yard or two yards away. Like, get a little creative. Stop just trying to do muscle football against LSU. Uh, it, it was it was silliness. On the flip side, Les Miles running the ball four straight times in the third overtime. Yeah, yeah. Like, thank, thank you, you know. Like, you're right. The defensive line could have some success. Scoots, what you got? You, you know one of the most underrated parts of this game for me? It was watching the bottom ticker on the on the broadcast. You had Iowa. They won a 10-6 ball game. So 2007, 2013, or 2023, they're all the same. Iowa still couldn't <laughs> score back then. Um, you also had Rutgers and Syracuse in the Big East. Which kind of oh wow yeah. so I mean we're we're going through conference realignment right now again I mean so that was that was interesting to see and then Kansas was in the top twenty five in two thousand seven so all three of those things they popped across on the bottom ticker and I was kind of like wait what crazy yeah something changed something Alabama won a crazy game at at Ole Miss with Coach O as the Ole Miss coach uh, Ole Miss caught like almost not a hell mary but a long deep pass with about like five seconds left that would have allowed them to kick a field goal to either force overtime or win the game. But they reviewed the play and the Ole Miss receiver had stepped out of bounds. So they ended up losing there. They showed that broadcast. Tennessee won at Mississippi State that day. Uh, I, I was keeping an eye on that as well. And then South Florida, I think, was the number four team in the country or their number six team in the country. And they beat Central Florida 62-12. to 12. <laughs> And it's like, man, they've really done – those two programs have really done a 180. But, Roush, right, that was the right. sentiment in the 2000s. was like South Florida is going to be your next big-time program. Florida's yeah. got a ton of talent. They could be the new – they can take advantage of Miami slowing down. Um, and they, that and they was when Miami started like to years. They did for like two years. And then yeah, now Central Florida is probably like the more up-and-coming program in the state than, than certainly South Florida. South Florida is in the, in the gutter, unfortunately. Well, uh, they, USF, was just, it was like you had a rotating cast of Big East teams that would rise and fall, mm-hmm. um, like four or five each year. Jim Levitt, that was the guy who had him rocking and rolling. I couldn't think of his name. That's a great point. I mean, like UConn was good for a little bit. Rutgers was good for a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Louisville, obviously. West that Virginia, was- South Florida. Is there a, is, I mean, Syracuse, I, never, I guess, really never had. But, but that was moment. the year that ended with uh, – or no, that was the year prior where Rutgers had the – um, William Gay jumped off sides after yeah. blocking the field goal. Yeah, And I'd forgotten about this fella. He was mentioned on the broadcast, so we can wrap this up and take our last break. But Terry Clayton, uh, did you all see the feature on him during the game? Not, no, Terry Clayton. R- refresh my memory. Yeah, He same. was a walk-on at, at UK, but he was, he was deaf. He was a deaf football player for Kentucky, and they just did uh, – during the game, they kind of showed him on the sideline and just told his story and – I had totally forgotten about Terry Clayton, but cool to 
see him. I wonder. I wonder what he's up to these days. He never yeah. played, but uh, mm-hmm. but it was still pretty inspiring to have a handicap and their disability and and still be able to be a, an active member on a pretty darn good football team. So shout out to Terry Clay. The um, the the uniforms too were sharp. Love the Kentucky Love uniforms at the time, but just stick a stripe down the middle of that helmet. Like it just it annoys me to Bolivia to see a helmet without a stripe on it. I just it just. Ugh. I also didn't love that, like the the blue helmet, just slightly different color than the rest of the jerseys. Yeah, yeah. the jerseys I do. I, I always really like those Smurf jerseys. I think the lines kind of pop on them too. So yeah, I agree with you. little little. It wasn't like a the line down the side. It wasn't. It was, it was subtle. I liked it. After the game, I rushed the field. I felt bad. My mom and her friend, they, like, waited at the car for me, and there was no service, obviously. So they were just like, we're just going to have to wait here and hope that he comes, hope that he makes it back to the car. But I did. I rushed the field, and, like, my first mindset was, like, I'm going to go find my brother somewhere on here. Dumb. Like, you know, there's thousands of people there. There's no chance I was going to be able to find him. So I celebrated just by myself like a normal little 16-year-old kid would. Grab some grass because I grabbed some grass after the Louisville game earlier that season. Yep, I still have here. that grass for both those games in my house. I somewhere. think I might have stolen a mouthpiece from somebody. Nice. I don't know what nice. happened to that. Uh, but you were down there partying. Oh yeah, yeah. But that was the one thing that was tough. Is so I was in the end zone where so I could see the missed field goal well um, at the end of regulation, but I was at the top and I didn't know. I couldn't tell that Braxton Kelly made the tackle short of the line of game. I was one of many who was just like, "Wait, did we do it? Did, did, oh, did we do like it?" Right, like parallel with me. It was like almost just perfect for me. I knew, I, I knew that he was not anywhere close to it. So I, I was a little slow getting down on there, but it was, it was great. It was awesome. I talked to Jacob Hester uh, before LSU made their return trip in 2021 and got their teeth kicked in, and Kentucky was kicking their ass and playing Colin Baton Rouge. Uh, that was a fun game as well. But Hester, his memory was just being so mad at himself because he had like a, a thigh bruise. I think Tracy Wolfson even reported it. So he was playing pretty injured. And he he still like, I don't want to say regrets this day because they won the national championship. So like things turned out all right for him. But being so mad because he didn't sub himself in during that overtime. They just kept Charles Scott in the game. And uh, Scott was the one that got tackled short. Yeah, when they took that time out, I was like, he's definitely going to put Hester back in. But I'd forgotten that. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I remember Scott was the one who got stopped, but I don't know if it was like they used Hester as a decoy. No, he was hurt. Uh, he, he got hurt just a few uh, – the play before. And if he's in on that play, maybe maybe the whole – Maybe things go differently. Maybe yeah. everything goes differently. But mm-hmm. there's your UK LSU Especially because Kentucky didn't get the two-point conversion, too. People are like, yeah, that was – whoo. I'm going to have to sweat that one out, too. No kidding. There's your UK LSU recap, 2007, one of the best UK football games of all time. And in summer radio, it's fun sometimes to go back in the time machine. So mm-hmm. thanks for all for putting up with it. Uh, there's some text about it as well. We we're, we do need to take our last break. We're going to have to be quick with the text messages when we return. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Galen. We return after this. Carry on my way with sun. There'll be peace when you are done. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. My old man is a television repairman. Got the ultimate set of tools. I can fix it. 
Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We really need Mike Rutherford to be okay because there there could be a joke or two. Like imagine, imagine Mike just legitimately worrying that like he could be dying, and you look to your left in the car and it's Trevor Kelsey with a cigarette driving you to the hospital. Hell of a way to go. Would be a hell of a way to go. Trevor would probably be rocking his shady raids though. <laughs> Promo code Big X for twenty five percent off on your stylist polarized Londons shady raids. I'd just be like, Trevor, I'm not, there's no way that's going to work out well for me. Just may as well drive to the morgue at this point, buddy. Just keep on going past the hospital. Trevor did the right thing. He was a hero. Many people Mm -hmm. are saying Trevor Kelsey is a hero. Uh, And again, we want Mike to make sure he's all right before we can start having some fun with that. But that would be a scary thought. Just not feeling good, feeling very, very bad. And then knowing that the fate of your health is in Trevor Kelsey's hands. But he Mm -hmm. stepped up to the plate, hit a grand slam. And you're right, he was wearing a Shady Rays while he was driving down 65. Um, let's do a quick, a couple quick hitters before we get to the text line. Uh, Benny Snell got a new job. Um, it sounds like it might be at Logan Stenberg's expense. So the Lions cut Stenberg but signed Benjamin Snell. He tried out for a bunch of different teams. So glad that Benny's got a new home in the NFL. Yeah, congrats to Benny. I uh, hope you don't win any games against the Packers. Uh, I don't know if you saw this too, but Josh Ali is wide receiver three from now for the Falcons. Nice. Uh, Carrington Valentine was getting a lot of run with the ones. They've got, you know, when they're not wanting to play Jair Alexander a lot. So it sounds like he has a chance to be cornerback three in Green Bay. And then uh, Bowling McCall, Mark Juan, he's the starting nose uh, for the Panthers. Undrafted, found his way in the 53 man roster last fall and is now starter. So good. shout out to Bullet. Uh, I know, I know a lot of people will be kind of locked in tomorrow, a lot more preseason games tomorrow. Will Levis will get a ton of run for the Titans. They play the Bears. Um, and then I watched uh, a little bit of it last night. I didn't see Malik Cunningham in the game, but uh, saw the highlight of him getting his helmet ripped off, and then he ended up scoring a touchdown a few plays later. So good for Malik. Good for him. Uh, that helmet getting ripped off was pretty nasty. That's, that's so pretty da- pretty dangerous play there. Glad he was all right. His head actually does get like whirled around a little bit, but – yeah, he did some electric things that got people, just random fans that don't really know him all that well, got kind of excited watching him. Luckily, it just wasn't going up against the U.K. defense, I guess, Roush. Well, yeah, I mean, if it was – we know he wouldn't have scored against the U.K. defense. That's That much is clear. Maybe no the chance. Texans, but not U.K. A texter says on the Thornton's text line, not sure if this will show up on the game, but one thing I'll always remember about LSU game was before kickoff when my old Kentucky home was playing, the LSU band started playing midway through it, and U.K. fans became enraged. Everyone started singing along with it to drown out the LSU band. Yeah. I don't think that was it, Texter. I think the LSU fans just started booing during my old Kentucky home. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they just started could, booing. Because you could hear what was happening on the broadcast. It shows up, but you're you're still not clear on – but, like, they definitely did take off. Like, it, there was already a lot of juice in that stadium, but people were outraged after that. Um, and, and then and they kind of had did. to eat, eat it afterwards. Yeah, they, they certainly did. Uh, I remember, I, you know, I was like, what are they doing? I've never heard of a team booing during the other team's state song. LSU did run out on the field early, Texter. Maybe that's what you're referring to with the band, potentially. Um, but they did come out earlier than they were anticipating. A Texter says, it was a missed field goal against Ole Miss during COVID. And right when you texted that Texter, yeah. I remembered it. But the fact that the, I, like, briefly forgot about that game really the does miss make PAT it. in overtime. Yep. Yeah. 
I mean, just like heartbreak. And we did heartbreak radio too. after that, Roush. Like, you know, yeah. we came on the air and talked about all that. But that one, that one briefly was out of my brain for a little bit. Um, a texter on the Thorns text on says, I'm sorry, but if you play in a wedding on a game day, you're flat out just not a true fan. One of those fans who pretends to be a fan and says the player's name's wrong and clearly has no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, I'm not going to go that far because, like, you know, okay. some you, you're yeah, getting married to another person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not entirely your call because mm-hmm. I know my wife, um, if she wouldn't have cared, like, she didn't care about football that much, but, um, you know. Dickie Lyons block on Craig Stelts is iconic. Oh, my gosh. That's just a decleating. That's the definition. You can look it up in the dictionary and see the picture of Dickie I mean, Lyons. D- Danielson talking about, I mean, he's two and a half feet in the air. But, like, the fact that they let him come back into the game and Danielson's like, he's probably still woozy. It's like, yeah, because he got concussed. Like, he would never – he wouldn't play for two weeks in, in n- normal college football. But back then, they just – it's a different age, man. Different age. And I think there's another player who like got kneed in the head and then like yeah. falling on, and they were like, "Oh, that probably gave his bell a ring." <laughs> which that well, which that's probably because there's a couple kind of hits that like that's just going to be a concussion. Uh, Tavion Robinson had that was how I got a concussion. He had one last practice, and fortunately he was fine. But like when your head slams down when you're falling backwards. Um, his, he was fine enough. He like did a little somersault in his helmet, popped off, and he just caught it in his hands and was fine. But uh, th- those hits are always scary now, man. It's just different day and age. That was when jacked up was still a thing on Monday Night Football. You got jacked yeah. up, and then like the people would be having like the little T Rex arms as they go down, clearly concussed, and they'd be like, "Oh, look at him! He's gonna be feeling that for the rest of his life." <laughs> Don't make fun of T Rex. Yeah. No way he gets. No way he gets CTE from that. Yeah, he's going to be struggling with mental health issues for years. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's kind of it's it's funny. That's what we were, man. That's uh, what we were. Uh, South and Josh says, it's the Louisville male high school to you, plebeians. Put some respect on our name. Oh, I thought that was like the dorky thing that Manuel did. So, um, guess we're out on mail, TJ. Roush, our fraternity had like a bunch of people that went to St. X. I mean, it was still the minority of the chapter, obviously, but like there was a, there was a, it was a big, you know, people at St. X. We had a contingency. Yeah. We had a contingency of LexCap kids. Yeah. uh, There's high schools that do that, but we would always tick off members in our fraternity because we would be like, yeah, we didn't go to high school. We went to St. X. And they would get so <laughs> they would get so triggered it's by so that. So douchey. <laughs> oh, it is so douchey, but we'd be doing it to rile them up and they would they would get riled like a crocodile. A texture says, How TJ likes to play golf, and they send in a video. It's a funny video of like two buddies playing and they both have like six foot putts and they're like, Good, good? Yeah, good, good. And no, then that's, like, the next that's part Liam is, playing golf. The next part is like they're chipping off the green and they're like Good, good. Yeah, I'll do good, good. And then, like, the next part's them on the tee box. They're like, have you actually ever gotten a hole-in-one? And the guy's like, no, I haven't. Good, good. And they start <laughs> celebrating, going crazy. I don't do that, texter. Another texter says, IU canceling against U of L. That was actually me who texted that in. I just wanted to bring it up. Scoot, how embarrassing. We don't have a ton of time to get to it because we need to root. What? IU is saying goodbye to a home game against U of L. What's They're- embarrassing is that we're just now talking about this when this was released like no. six months no, ago. No, no, this this no. first no. came out. Yes, it no. did. Nope. No, no, no it was reported Scoot's yesterday. Not- no, it, but there it- was talk that, that we were trying to get out of it at least six months ago. Scooch, there was there, there that was talked about, but it wasn't. You all were trying to get out of both games, 
And it wasn't just the fact that you were trying to get out of a home game, just of a home game. It's oh. a game at Bloomington that's going to bring a ton of fans to the stadium, and IU's trying to cancel it We're gonna, to get an easy win. That is so embarrassing for IU football. We're going to get smacked, and yes, Indiana football has always been embarrassing. They always will be embarrassing. So I, I'm not surprised. A bunch of people from Louisville coming up. You probably get IU fans feeling like they, didn't, they don't want UofL fans to take over their stadium. You all just said goodbye to probably a packed stadium. I mean, just so ridiculous. But it is what it is. We don't have enough time on it. And you're right. That was news a while back, but now it's like officially official, and we find out that it's just just the home game. Indiana football is like, a joke. We all know that. Roush, I saw you mentioned you were competent in our secondary. Care to elaborate, kind sir, says the texter. Yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, the, the, yesterday was J.Q. Hardaway's best practice to date. So having – like that, that's one of those things I liked what I saw from Maxwell Harrison but I didn't want him to be complacent at that cornerback spot. Like the fact that Jordan Robinson and JQ Hardaway are also pushing him is great. You need competition there. I do, I'm also just really confident that Andrew Phillips is going to be a solid cornerback. Maybe not great, but like he, he's going to have some Derek Beatty to him. Um, maybe not as big, but like he's going to be solid in those safeties. Jalen Geiger hasn't missed a beat at all in his recovery from his ACL injury. Uh, so, like, I just I, – I think there's just so much depth there. So, like, after seeing them uh, last week and then the more and more I hear, I, 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 I like the direction it's going. Um, we're at least one of those cornerback spots I feel pretty good about. And then the other one, I, I like their starter, but there's a, there's a lot of guys. Like, Maxwell Harrison, it, people are like, well, I think Harrison might be faster than Barry Allen. Like, they're, like, talking about him as one of the fastest guys on the team. And then he's got some big guys behind him pushing him. So, I – I just like the direction. I like all the stuff I'm hearing so far. Works for me. The secondary is going to be a big part of this team. Uh, defense up front we feel great about. Will they be able to stop passing attacks? Scooch Grandma in Lexington, and they sent in a picture of somebody with a bumper sticker that said Uma. Uma in German is O-M-A, for what it's worth. So not your grandma. Not my grandma. Nope. Mm. The juice is on the over is higher than a giraffe's butt, minus 176, but the FanDuel Kentucky football season win total is six and a half. That's free money, though. You can't always get too worried about the juice when it's free money. UK's winning seven games this year. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a fun, easy bet. The juice stinks, but, you know, it's better some money better than no money on something that you're sure of. What's the deal with the national sports media saying, Ivaschich? The Croatian sensation isn't going to get major minutes or minutes at all. Dude is the truth. Excuse me, had a hiccup there. Thanks, that's from South Georgia Wildcats. We'll, we'll define major minutes because I don't think he's going to get more than 20. Yeah, I also don't think he'll get major minutes, but also don't think I, – I, he will play. He's going to play, yeah, but it's going to be, you know, 18 minutes a game probably. Yeah, it's probably accurate. What do we got next on the Thornton's text line here? Scoot's just putting that poor stoner on blast on live radio. Hope he keeps his job. He's he's <laughs> not going anywhere. He's important to our operation. <laughs> While he's smoking in his car. Um, the texter says, exactly, Nick. JCPS acts like their rules are on stone damn tablets. Just make an exception to play on Friday. Yeah, I don't. Agreed. I know it's their policy, but like you don't always – Rules are meant to be broken. That's and, like, like, this is strictly life. because of a transportation issue with busing. Like, if a team can get together and practice, do I mean, it. Half, 
half the kids on those teams can drive or have cars. They can pick up teammates. Like the busing is more of an issue for elementary school kids where parents are working and like they just, you know, transportation's an issue. Yep, it sure is. Another texture says, John here. Happy TGIF Friday morning, everyone. Yesterday, a few of you were saying that you're a believer in the Jets. So I know teams still have to escape preseason with no injuries. But right now, if you had to pick a conference champ, who would you choose? I will start off by saying my Chiefs will win the AFC West. We'll got to go have a great weekend. I'd probably go Bills and I guess probably Eagles just because that defense is so filthy. So probably Bills and Eagles as much as it pains me. Yeah, there's part of me too that thinks this is the year to bet the Bengals on the Super Bowl before they the the band breaks up. Like it's kind of now or never for both Bengals and Chiefs this year. One of those two needs to kind of needs to get it done. For the Chiefs? Sorry, Bills or Bengals. My bad. I both have young quarterbacks. They'll be all right. For yeah, but you know, like their their main core of playmakers around them. Um, I also yeah, like and then how they, they get more expensive, and you don't get the same contracts and stuff like that. I get what you're saying, but right. as long as you got Josh Allen and Burrow, you're probably going to be in the thick of things. I would imagine. Uh, is Jesse not doing homework, or is he just studying film at opening kickoff? Dude, he's. I mean, he's just not. Um, <laughs> also, suck it. I get the That's joke. A good, it's a good text, Dexter. Hey, I I don't, I watched more film last night than Jesse Palmer's watching his entire life, so he can suck it. Uh, pretty sure the, those student ticks were five bucks a piece, if I remember correctly. Yep, that's uh, they were while we were still there too. I think yeah. they just like five years well, ago bumped them up a little bit. Yeah, and th- we also had assigned seats, so I had like second row of seats, but I would show up halfway through the first quarter, hand boned because it's what you did back in the day. It's a good thing they're no, first come first serve. Now. Real UK fans were there at kickoff, baby. I think the guy wanted to sell their tickets for the LSU game or go to. That's my brother. Uh, Kirby says, the one thing I remember about the end of the game was the hesitation from the crowd on the last play. Roush alluded to that. Yeah, yeah. That year was an absolute eruption, but I remember being in attendance and almost double hesitating to make sure we got stopped short from my angle and then went absolutely bonkers. No, you're right. There was like this this pause throughout the crowd, but just not for little old junior year TJ. I was I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> definitely yeah, wasn't it, a different. It definitely was a different style of football. The one thing that we that would always frustrate me with Joker was he always stuck with the game plan and rarely ever changed it. It was obvious they wanted to establish the run game in every game. Now you're well, right about that for sure, Texter. And part of it was necessary to set up their play action stuff. I get it. Uh, you sometimes you just got to eat runs, so the pass will work. Uh, people forget that. Like I didn't really like Stevie Johnson wasn't a household name at really that point, like before 2007. Before 2007, yeah. Yeah, that was, a, that was an eruption, as that texture alluded to. That was awesome. The, the UVL game did it for everybody. I was 11 that year, and my dad and I scalped tickets for Big Blue Madness. The scalper asked if we wanted a ticket to see LSU game. My dad said no. I forgave him, but I still think about it. Oh. It would pricey, but yeah, that was. They showed that on the broadcast, too. It was electric weekend, and then people say that the Big Blue Madness UK fans supposedly kept LSU's hotel up. So maybe oh, that nice. played a role in things. The question is how many fast food bags Mike had to sit on in Trevor's car. That's hilarious. Uh, I remember their fans doing some sort of chant during my old Kentucky home as well. I think we booed those fans and started singing to drown them out. I think that's that's my memory, Texter. They started doing like their Tiger chant or whatever. Everybody have a great weekend. USA basketball exhibition games against Croatia and Spain. I think two good ones, both at 3.30 Saturday and Sunday, I think on FS1. So there's some content for you. Everybody, enjoy your weekend. Thanks for the text all week. Everybody root for Mike Rutherford. tomorrow for Kentucky football. So we'll get Follow Roush. You'll have the updates on that. Always fun to hear some praise from scrimmage. Fingers crossed, no injuries. We'll see you on Monday. This is Kentucky. We'll call a big extra. Walker, Nick Roush, Justin K. And just when.